Welcome back to Civil Action. This is Brian Cavadec coming to you with uh, Shant Karnikian. Shant joining us today, as he usually does, because he has nowhere else to go, no home. Because I work for you. No family. I work for you. It's a sad, miserable existence. I never said you had to do this. Yeah, you did. No, no, no. Come back, Shant. Come back. (laughs) All right. Usually we do Civil Action, and what we do is review cases. We take four cases involving the Courts of Appeal or... The Ninth Circuit or the California Supreme Court, and we review them and talk about them to affect plaintiff's practices. But uh, right now, we are at the Consumer Attorneys of California Convention at the fabulous Palace Hotel in San Francisco. That's right. And we have the distinct honor of interviewing one of my great friends, an awesome lawyer, made a difference to tons of people in California and across the United States with the legal work that he and his firm does. Uh, We have Neil McCarthy. Say hello, Neil. Thank you for the invitation, Chan. And Brian, it's always good to be with you. Thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, you only have about half a ball on cologne on right now, so it's able to get within two, three feet of you. So that's well, good. it was that or bathe this morning. <laughs> yeah. That's and, disgusting. And so, oh, you're talking about Sean. That's okay. You know, that's kind of... That, that's nope, kind you, of, you. Okay. Okay. So, Neil, we want to start by first telling us about your legal career. Tell us about how you came to become a lawyer and your path to becoming the lawyer you are today. So, I became a lawyer in 1992. I uh, always wanted to do plaintiff work. Uh, worked for Joe Cachette and Frank Petrie, and I'd been a lawyer about 11 months, and Joe grabbed a file and said, you need to learn to try a case. He goes, I'll teach you how to do it. So I went down to try a bad faith case, and Joe uh, watched the opening, said, you look good, got up, left, and never came back. So that's how I learned to be a plaintiff lawyer. What was the case about? It was a bad faith insurance case. I represented a family uh, that incurred about 300000 in medical bills. Insurance company refused to pay it, saying there was an undisclosed uh, pre-existing condition. I uh, got a nice verdict. Uh, and I took the jury out to lunch uh, afterwards, and I uh, was able to get a punitive damage verdict. So at that point, my career thought, as a plaintiff lawyer, you get economic damages, general, and punitive damages. Well, let's just didn't, be clear. I just, that this is being time. recorded. Let's be clear that you took them you out took them to, to lunch, lunch. and then they came back, and they gave a punitive damages award. Yeah, well, I think this, the, the timing of that might have been a little bit off. They, yeah, I want to make sure we get the timing <laughs> perfectly I took them out clear. to lunch, and they... And they they uh, came back with compensatory. She took them out to lunch, got yeah. them liquored up. Between and phase one and two. Right, right. I took about to lunch after I learned quite a bit about uh, what they like, what they didn't like, uh, how to be a lawyer. Uh, I've always found that spending 30 minutes with a jury after you learn more than uh, you, you do talking to anybody else. You've been I, with them ever since? You've been I've there, been with the same firm now for there now? 27 years. Yeah, I, uh, I've been a partner there for 20 or so years. Uh, you know, Where'd you go zen- to law school? The zenith of my career was working with Brian Kabatak on several cases, working with the master, yeah. doing quite a few things. Yeah, no, that's that's completely not true. You you are such a better lawyer than me. It's a low threshold, but you're such a better lawyer than me. And your firm does such great work. Tell us about some of the stuff you're working on today. Well, we do a lot of government fraud cases uh, representing whistleblowers who expose fraud against the federal government. Uh, we got a series of cases going against PG&E for the fire victims. Uh, we've got cases going against the state of California for cheating farmers uh, on water rights up in the north. So just a variety of stuff. Any type of case where an individual takes on a corporation or a case where we think justice demands we get involved. And we do a great deal of pro bono work. All right. So you come from a, um, a, a well-respected family here in San Francisco, the city we're coming from right now. Your father was the longest serving uh, lieutenant governor in the state of California. Did you ever have an interest in going into politics? You know, I did for a time, uh, but I always felt that I could make more impact doing what I'm doing now. Uh, and you never say never. There's always a possibility you might do it somewhere downstream. But I have fun doing what I'm doing. 
so I don't see myself doing that anytime. Would you so, consider running for president of the United States in 2020? Unlikely. 20, did you say 2020? 2020. Unlikely. Okay, 2020. So there's not a chance. completely yeah, you're not denied. out. Okay. Exactly. Still a possibility. Exactly. As long as Brian's not running. Uh, what advice would you have to young lawyers that are looking to get to where you are at this point and avoid getting to where Brian is? That's a difficult question because Brian's in a precarious spot right now. Right. Uh, mostly if you want to avoid getting where Brian is, uh, you know, no public urination. You won't get arrested. You won't have those problems. For most of the other practicing That's lawyers, not true. that is not true. Let's let's go. Let's be perfectly clear. <laughs> we can edit that later. That is, I have never been nope. arrested for public urination. But most of the young lawyers, Dick, uh, you've never been the, caught. Yeah, God. <laughs> this is this yeah, this this is going very south very quickly. <laughs> so, so, due to my keen sense as a trial lawyer, I'm sensing I'm getting somewhat off topic. So back to the question, Brian. No, advi- he asked uh, you the question. Sean uh, asked you the question. Advice for uh, young lawyers: Just have courage. You know, don't be afraid to take on issues uh, that you believe in uh, and bring some people with you when you take on issues. It's very tough to do this business alone. Let's talk a little bit about uh, more about politics. But from this point of view is that Neil was a president of the Consumer Attorneys of California and uh, is still actively involved in both California and national politics. What do you see as some of the big challenges for lawyers today involving sort of the political system and the judicial system in California? Uh, in California... We're in pretty good stead, um, but the biggest challenge I would say we have is an influx of moderate Democrats in the Valley who, you know, people see a clear majority in the legislature and they think the Democrats are going to run any bill through they want. That's not the way it works. As Brian well knows, you know, not all Democrats are equal. Uh, so there are some uh, business type Democrats who are, are, are blocking uh, or promoting things that would hurt the civil justice system. That's the first challenge. And the, the, the second challenge, frankly, is exporting our values elsewhere uh, and to states that will decide the presidential election. It's a little frustrating uh, when you're in a state where you're, it's basically determined you know, the Democrats going to win California. So it's, uh, it, it, it takes some convincing to get people outside of California, get them to Iowa, Florida, uh, the Rust Belt places where uh, their impact is going to be felt a little more. Do you feel sometimes that we live in a bubble? Oh, no question. Yeah, how good do we have it? Is yeah. I mean, if you go to other parts of the country and you talk to people and you talk to Trump voters, uh, you realize how disassociated California is from you know, the reality of the rest of the country. You know, I've, been, I've got cases all over the country. I talk to people in, in Ohio and Florida, uh, and they stand by Trump no matter what, and they have reasons for it. And until we understand their thinking and communicate with them and respond uh, in a manner that's persuasive, we're not going to make progress. Right. It's super easy to make fun of the, those issues, not of the people, but of the issues that they, they, they um, hold dear and true to themselves. But you really have to empathize with them. Yeah, no question. And they have, uh, in their views, very legitimate reasons for why they uh, support Trump. And you've got to understand their reasons and sit down and rationally explain to them uh, why there's a better option elsewhere, as opposed to saying, you know, that's a flyover state, don't worry about it. What do you think can be done now in order to make sure that we're kind of reaching out to other states, getting out of our bubble, making sure that other states kind of have the protections that consumers have here? Just strong candidates. We've got to get better candidates to run in the House races, in the Senate races uh, in those states. There's some very interesting Democrats who are running right now in uh, Arizona, Gabby Gifford's husband. Uh, you have a lawyer in North Carolina running. I think we've got a quality slate coming up. And the better candidates you have, the better uh, your chance at long-term persuasion in those places. 
It would be frustrating, though, that the only thing that comes out of the 2020 election, although it would be huge, would be domination of the Senate and, and Congress. But um, it would be unfortunate if we lost the presidency, because while we'd be able to stop any crazy thing he'd do, uh, we would still be sort of stuck with four more years and four more years of judges. Yeah, you know, Trump has appointed, appointed now 25 percent of the federal bench. So we have a lot of practice in federal court. Uh, and you know, to say that group of judges is unfriendly to plaintiffs would be a great understatement. And they're brutal to plaintiffs. They dismiss cases left and right. And the impact he's making the federal judiciary is devastating. And it needs to stop. So, you know, absolutely right, Brian. Uh, unless we flip this uh, and get somebody else in any Democrat, and my, myself, I, I'm a big fan of Kamala Harris. I'd love to see, I think she's the best candidate. I'd love to see her win. Uh, but any Democrat we need in to, to stop Well, your this. partner's a big fan of Joe Biden. Right. So, I mean, my partner, Joe Kachet, is a huge fan of Biden. He's, Joe Kachet's been wrong on many issues. Uh, he, he doesn't Are you understand. the only person in, that's alive today on the planet that can talk back to Joe? No, I think there's several of us. Uh, there's at least two others I know of. Frank. His, uh, his uh, ex-wife, certainly. Uh, Frank Petrie, that's two. And me, that's three. Okay. Uh, that's it, though. That's all you need. Yeah. I've seen you shut Joe down a couple of times, and it's it's something to behold. I have yeah. to admit that. Well, Joe's got a great sense of humor, so he doesn't mind when you give him a little pushback. I'll try that tonight. Do it, absolutely. So what is... Um, By the way, when you see Joe, tell him. Joe has a winery, Half Moon Bay Winery, that makes the most atrocious wine that is, any human being will ever taste. So make sure you mention that to him today. That that I love his wine. Yes. And that yes. why can't I get a bottle of his Petite Syrah? Yeah, you could get that Petite Syrah and remove some paint at your house. You know, <laughs> but it would not be good for consumption. That's sort of funny because he's the guy who brought the lead paint cases. Right. <laughs> right? So, so you wonder where all that lead paint went. It's interesting. I wonder if they use some of his what w- would the wines 20-year-old... in the remediation. Yeah. Sorry? They're going to use some of his wines in the remediation. What, are... lead paint. <laughs> what would the 20-year-old... What would the current Neil McCarthy, who's sitting here with me today, say to the 20-year-old Neil McCarthy? What uh, advice? What advice? Uh, you know, I always think for a young lawyer, uh, you want to challenge yourself. Right? And, and you want to expand your comfort zone. Uh, so that I, I talked about the first trial I did when I had been a lawyer for 11 months. I suggested young lawyers go up to the partners, grab a file. You know, go up to Brian, grab a file. So I can try that case. I don't need you. Um, no, and, he's and, he said a file, Sean. Yeah. Sean is a young guy, so Sean can go in, grab a file, say, I can handle this case. And you know who likes that? The partner's like that. Because I love when someone comes up to me and says, give me that. I'll take care of it for you. Have the client, um, instill some confidence with the client, take your shot, and go from there. That's good advice. So at this part, Neil, um, this is the the part we enjoy the most of these interviews, which is we get to ask you questions that have absolutely no substantive purpose whatsoever. Right. They're meaningless questions. They're rapid fire. Every now and then, Sean will, will actually sneak in a substantive, meaningful question, and I try to discourage him from doing that. Right. So we're going to rapid fire ask you some questions. Sean, you're the first right, one. Before I answer this, can I ask you a question? Does anyone listen to this podcast? Well, no. our mothers. Our parents. Right. Yeah, our mothers. mothers. Well, what, so what is the audience here? Is it 10 or less or 10 or more? Well, I mean, with you on, we might get, we might, like, could you, your kids, you have three kids. Three kids. That's, that's all fine. of them, all of them would listen, right? Yeah, two of the three. Yeah. Can we get the third? Well, I could try. I'll Maybe. give them 10 bucks. Yeah. Well, that, now you have three. You have all three now. <laughs> you could yeah. say anything you want. No one's listening. Curse. That's you not true. That, we have people come up to us here at the convention and say they listen to our podcast. I don't know. They, they want you off the air, though. They're not happy with you. Um, question for me. What did you want to be growing up? 
I wanted to, uh, to be in politics. I wanted to be an elected official. Even as a little kid. What's that? Even as a little kid. Uh, well, very little kid, I wanted to be a baseball player, but I okay. realized that I was slow and I continued to pop up. So I had to go to plan B. Okay. So I never had that fear. And uh, I never had the I never had the disappointment of not fulfilling my dry, my lifelong dream of being a professional baseball player because I was that bad. Right. And about ten years ago, I had two guys come up to me in the town I grew up in, and they said, "I don't know if you remember me, Brian, but we were your um, your baseball coaches." And they said, "We've read about you in the newspaper. We've seen your legal career, and it's really, really good that you become a successful lawyer because you had no future in baseball." That's, That's exactly what That's they good said. Advice. Well, you know, and it didn't surprise me because yeah. I knew I had no future. Did they tell you that then or just recently? They told us that recently. Yeah. They didn't tell me at the time. They would have broken it. They felt bad. Heart. Yeah. They didn't want to break your little heart. Favorite movie? Favorite movie? Cool Hand Luke. Uh, favorite song? We have a failure to communicate. Cool Hand Luke. That's why you say when Brian, when Brian was going to be the president after I was, because I would go on to go in one direction and Brian would get, offer his idea, which was invariably bad. I'd say, we have a failure to communicate. What we I have am, here... I am ignoring everything you say. What we have here what is failure to communicate. That's it, brother. That's very good. Favorite song? Uh, favorite song, I'm going Van Halen. Any Van Halen That's song. That's a band. I know, I'm aware of that. Any Van Halen song. <laughs> Did I go to a specific? Van Halen right. concert with you? Dance the Night Away, huh? That's a great song. All right. I mean, I was going to go from, broader. From my hometown. But, because Brian's here, I'll go a backup. Any Bruce Springsteen song. There you go. No, you've got a favorite Bruce Springsteen song. Don't I have you? several favorite Bruce Springsteen songs. What's your favorite? Uh, I am a big fan of a kind of a, a song that a lot of people don't know. Brian, do you remember? We talked about it a couple times. Uh, Go. Yeah, I've only I've, post, I told this story th- three or four no. times. I know the song because I actually recorded it for you at a Bruce Springsteen concert once and, and sent it to you. I can't remember. Right, I like I like the whole Nebraska album. It's kind of this hurts right here because Brian. Oh, and I had Johnny ninety nine. Yes, it is Johnny ninety nine. John Brian and I had a moment about this about seven or eight years ago. I thought we shared something special, but apparently he forgot. That's he, fine. He well, forgot. I'm elderly and yeah. I have a short term memory problem. You're such a disappointment. You're a bad friend in many ways. Oh, he's bad. What's your friend. favorite Jesus. vegetable? Favorite vegetable? I'm gonna go carrot. Can't go wrong with a carrot. How do you like it prepared? Uh, I like it prepared, cooked in any fashion, with something on it, so it won't taste like a carrot. So maybe you're not a vegetable fan. Yeah, maybe some sugar or something. I'll brown sugar, <laughs> so it tastes like sugar, not a carrot. Yeah. Uh, favorite um, way to have potatoes prepared? Favorite way to have potato potatoes? Uh, doesn't matter how they're prepared. I eat them on my sofa, and my sofa, ironically, is identical to the shirt that Brian is wearing. Yeah, if you could be a Disney character, which Disney character would you be? I'll go Mulan because she just kicked ass, huh? Mulan kicks so much ass. I'd love to be Mulan. Uh, if now, you... well, Brian, how about you? Dumbo? Is, is Dumbo Disney? That's inappropriate. I thought That's it was close. That's inappropriate. Huh? I thought it was close. Yes, Dumbo's Disney. Yeah. Thank you. you uh, you'd fa- be a great Dumbo. Thanks. Favorite place in the world? Favorite place in the world uh, outside of the city of San Francisco where I was born and raised would be Maui, Wailea. Having a cocktail on the beach with my friend Mr. Cabotac and the lovely... Roxanne Capitan. Who everybody likes more than me. Of course. Uh, there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, so let's talk about what you would like to be doing 15 years from now. Is that the whole question? Yeah, just for fun. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm going to withdraw that question. <laughs> Chocolate chip or oatmeal? No, when I want to be alive. No, forget my Two, question. Two, I want to be traveling the world. I want to be alive. Three, I'm hoping I finally get an invitation to your place in Hawaii. Well, don't, don't. Yeah, what don't other form it? Favorite place in the world is going to Brian's wine cellar at his house in Pasadena and just taking his best wine, 
cracking it open, drinking. He gets so pissed. It is fabulous. But then he forgets about it. Yeah. He forgets about it. Doesn't take I have a wine cellar? Yeah. Oh, oh, never mind. Never mind. Where's my wine cellar? Yeah. His friends come in. Okay, ask your question, Sean. (laughs) Wait, should we talk about your birthday party now? No, let's no, no, <laughs> no, no, no. I would edit this out and we'd move Is on. Is that when the public urination? No, nope. uh, move out. Certain other move things on. Happened. Next question. If you could put up a billboard that says anything, any phrase or image, what would it be? Believe. So, Neil McCarthy, you've been terrific being here today. Been a good sport. Thank you very much. Thank you for not insulting me more than you did. I really appreciate that. Uh, Brian Kabatek, Civil Action with Sean Karnickian. Where can they find us? You can find us online at kbklawyers.com, on uh, Apple, and on Spotify, or some other places. But no one listens to us anyway, so it doesn't really matter. And thank you, Neil. Thank you. And I want to be clear, there was never a public urination conviction for Brian. That was a joke, Brian. I know that No conviction, happen. just allegations. No allegations either. This is no an upstanding citizen. No, we'll vouch for him. We'll vouch for him. Thank you for tuning in. Gentlemen, Thanks, thank you. Thank you, Neil. Thanks, man.